Amen. Now, this evening, we're going to look at a topic that has been really on my heart since the beginning of the month. It's been a topic that has been on my heart since the beginning of the month, uh, and I had hoped that I would share it. I want us to look at it in detail, and then let's have our different uh, interaction or uh, um, what God lays on your heart. Now, my key text is found in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 18b. And I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. From the Passion Translation. So let me read the whole of 18b. 18, I beg your pardon. TBT. It says, For the scriptures have taught us, do not muzzle an ox or forbid it to eat while it grinds the grain. But this is where I'm going. And also, the one who labors deserves his what? Wages. The one who labored deserves his wages. This evening, by the mercies of God, we are going to examine the subject which I have titled Reward. 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 Now, what is reward? Okay, let me lay a foundation for it here. How many of us are employed? Just, you are employed. You are employed here. Alright? You are employed. At the end of the month, what do you expect? You expect your salary. You expect your wages. You expect your reward. Am I right? Now, has, I know it's probably happened to you before, that when you expect the reward, then for some reason or the other, it doesn't come. Has it happened to you before? You're expecting it. You know, some of us who are employed, they're saying, ah, they're supposed to pay on 27th or 26th or 25th. And you are waiting for the alert. And 26 comes, no alert. 27 comes, no alert. 28 comes, no alert. 29, 30. 31st. In some instances, even first, second, still no alert. And then maybe on the third, you get an alert, but it's half of your expectation. Has it ever happened to you before? Okay, now let me talk to those of us who are running our own businesses. Have you put all your effort in a prospective deal and everything has lined up for the deal? You've worked so hard. You, you slept. Uh, you didn't sleep. You made sure the pro proposal was right and all of it. And you gave it. And then all of a sudden, something happens. Has that ever happened to you before? Are you with me? Are you in church today? Let me share one experience. My mom had, um, my late mom had one paper, or she wanted to get something from, I believe it was flour mills or one of those industries and all of that. And she had spoken to the managing director and she, he had given her an appointment for 2 p.m. Or something, somewhere in the afternoon. And she was looking forward to it 
maybe you know in those days of allocation, maybe some of you don't know what in those days we used to do allocation. Unfortunately for her, the morning before the man died. Which meant she had planned on the money. She had probably even budgeted on how she was going to spend the reward from the business. But somehow, it didn't come. And I remember that very day, she was so anguished, she was so pained because her hopes were dashed. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the, what the heart weary. So we are going to discuss on the subject of reward today. Reward. How many of us are expecting a reward? How many of us are expecting a reward? Somewhere in your life you are expecting a reward. Okay, let me put it like this to you. How many of us are working hard and somehow or the other our reward does not match up with our efforts. You, let me, I don't want to say you. There's a saying that walking like a giant and eating like a what? Ant. But that's not the portion. That's not God's plan for you. Because this is the scripture. It says the scripture says in First, uh, first Timothy 5, 18. It is the scripture that says it. Do not muzzle an ox or forbid it to eat while it grinds the grain. What is an in those days you didn't have the machines, not the industrial revolution. So it was the animals that were doing the work. So while the ox is grinding the grain, you know, just like you're, you've got a machine today that you can turn maybe corn or whatever or flour into powder. Or you turn like maybe yam into flour. And then you say the machine should not partake of it. When you go, ladies, when you go and grind pepper, what happens? Part of the pepper remains in the machine. Am I right? <laughs> I've seen that done before. Even to make sure that you are not cheated, they'll use water to wash am I right? the pepper so that you can carry what you paid for. Now, the plan of the enemy is that many of us are working and the reward is not just matching up with our efforts. If you are, if you felt like that before, then you are in the right place tonight. You know why? Because God wants to do something about it. If he didn't want to do something about it, he wouldn't bring this subject up. He wouldn't bring this subject up. So this is what we are going to discuss tonight. In Hebrew 11.6, the Bible tells us that, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to God. Without faith. So, what I'm going to discuss with you tonight, or what we are going to share, how do we activate our reward? Hello? How do we activate our reward? Let me backtrack a bit. In, it's not so rampant around here, but it even happens. Maybe if you 
either fly a particular airline regularly or you lodge in a particular hotel regularly or you rent a car from a particular company, you earn rewards. You earn what you call points. Then one day, your points will be so, you know, would have accumulated so much that the airline can give you a free ticket. You understand me? Am I right? Or you check into a hotel like the Hilton or the Sheraton and they say, oh, you are a platinum card holder. So even when you book the lowest of rooms, they will put you sometimes in the biggest of rooms. That's right. Am I right? So it is the way it works. Why? Because you are putting the effort. You are putting the effort several times. You've done it over. You've been consistent. And what you are being rewarded for is the, your consistency. So, it is the same in church. It is the same thing in the work of God. It is the same thing in the walking with God. It ought to produce reward for you and I. The consistency we have with God, we should not be shortchanged. And if we are being shortchanged, it is, has nothing to do with God. Perhaps we ourselves do not understand what is going on. For you to claim your reward, either at a hotel or on an airline, you have what you have to call, um, what they call them. You have to have a number. Am I right? So even if you don't have your card with you and you approach a Virgin Atlantic, blah, 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 you say to them, oh, I'm a gold card, I'm a gold card holder. They say, what's your number? You tell them. They check in their system. They say, oh, thank you, sir. This is what your reward is. How come we as the children of God, is it that there's something we are not doing or we haven't learned that many times our reward is short of the effort that we are putting in? Like I said in Hebrew, and I'll soon open it up for discussion, in Hebrew 11 verse 6 amplified, it says, but without faith, Without faith, this is one of the ways you can activate your reward system. Without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near God must necessarily, must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is what? The rewarder. Of who? Those that do what? Earnestly and diligently seek him out. So many of us, you know, there's one prayer that we learn, we say it every time when we are having communion. You say, um, this is the way we say it. We say that when you are even doing what looks like the right thing, but with the wrong motive, it's a very serious prayer. Because many of us seem to be doing the right thing. But our motive is wrong. But God is the one that sees the heart. So he's the one that can say, is this man or woman diligently 
and earnestly seeking me. You know, some of us, we are good at programming, even God. We have turned God into a supermarket or an ATM machine. You put in your card and you get something out. That's not the kind of relationship God wants from you. He says here, without faith, it is impossible. If you are not exercising faith, you cannot walk with God. And what, how? Faith. I don't know how I can explain more in terms of faith. But it, what I'm saying here is that you must seek to please God. So when you find people who are consistently walking with God, who are consistently engaged in the things of God, who are consistently, no matter the challenges, walk with God. They are looking for a reward. May our reward never elude us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, let me just share one more scripture and then and I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, bring it home for all of us to start uh, discussing. In Revelations 22 verse 12, the Bible says to us, Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. You know, one of the most profound scriptures that, you know, every time I hear it, I examine myself. It says, uh, is it undoubtedly that what a man sows, what a man sows, he will what? Reap. Assuredly, that's the word I'm looking for. Assuredly, what a man sows, he will reap. So, the question, according to this scripture, is that he says he's coming quickly. His reward is with him. Every man according to your work. What work? What is the quantum of the work that you are doing now? How, if we were to measure if Christ were to come today, I'm not talking about eye service. I'm not talking about Christianese. I belong to a platform and a gentleman there, you know, he just spews scripture. And as far as I'm concerned, I sometimes think that he just wants to show off. Because when you look at the integrity of what he's saying, you can question it. Only a few days ago, somebody said something on the platform or and he described the person as an antichrist. And I was wondering, hello? Hi. How? It is not by the quantum of the scriptures that you quote that you are going to make heaven. It is not by the quantum of the scriptures that you quote that your reward will be high. It is by your what? Works. Works. But Jesus said, they draw near to me with their lips, 
but their heart is far from me. So, if you want a reward, a full reward, and we are going to see it later on, a full reward, your heart must be close to Christ. Your heart must be stayed on it. He says that the eyes of the Lord going through and flow to find whose heart is what? Right. That is stayed on him. So many of us, we are not, by our own actions, we are deactivating our reward. I pray that all our rewards will be quickened in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me open it up for discussion now because we have very little time. Does anybody want to make a contribution on what we have said so far? Maybe a clarification, maybe a perspective on what we have said so far. The word, the subject is reward. Reward. How do we activate our reward? Anybody? Or oh, I can go on. Hallelujah. Reward. Mm. Reward. So you want to say something, sir? Yes. Um, real life. You said when people work, you expect pay. Pay is just a reward system. In the office, the reward system is what generates pay. So you should be paid according to your labor. Now, what are the things that can hamper our pay or our reward? In this context, we're talking about spiritual reward now that materializes in finances, in things, in opportunities, and so on. God rewards not just money. There's substance. There are opportunities that will come as a reward. You can get a great husband, a great child, and so on, a great ministry. Now, the scripture that comes to mind, which I'm sure will help quicken everybody's understanding here, is Jesus said, um, the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy. If we relate that to reward, there is somebody that is a thief of reward. And he doesn't go on vacation. He's a constant, regular, ever-present thief. So a lot of rewards will be stolen. It's not that may be stolen, will be stolen. He said he comes to steal, to kill. Some rewards have life. Money doesn't have life. But some rewards have life. Like your opportunity has a life. How do you call it? A, a window. That's the lifespan. Life, life span. It's a window. If the thief kills your opportunity, your life will never change. Because every blessing comes through an opportunity. So he kills, he steals, and then he destroys. So sometimes, by the time you get to the reward, like a car, it's been damaged beyond repair. What is the point? So what we know here, God is a rewarder of them 
that seek him and they serve him and obey him. For every act of obedience, there is a reward. For serving God, there's a reward. For sowing, there's a reward. Now, just because God gives something doesn't mean you have it. Do you, do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? Just because God gives you something doesn't mean you have it. Between giving and receiving, there's a span, there's space. It can be intercepted, diverted, stolen in between. So many of us are at a place where we're a lot poorer than we should be. If it is according to what God has given to us as a reward. I like to talk to Wednesday people because most Wednesday people, they are laborers in the Lord Vineyard. Now, I'm telling you that you look nice, you probably have some money, you're doing well, but if the, if the book of heaven were to be opened to show you how much you should have, you'll be very upset with the devil. So what he's trying to say to us is, God is a rewarder, you are a laborer, but it does not mean you have it. So what can we do to be able to access and possess our reward? That is what the question is all about. But for you to imagine that because God blessed you and rewarded you, that means you have it, you don't understand. There's he that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So how do we get the better of him? And he stops getting the better of us. That's why we're here. Thank you, sir. Something you said, I want to go, let us go back to that Hebrew 11 and break that scripture down, Hebrew eleven six, And, you know, just let's break it down into parts, like a Bible study. It says that without faith, it is impossible to, to please. So first, break. Look at what the man of God said. He says, the uh, devil has come to steal, uh, to kill and to destroy. Why? Because the first thing he does is that many times he frustrates our labor. He frustrates our labor. So, he, the dots are not connecting with the effort you are making and the reward that you are getting. But let me take it further. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please. So, for us to activate our reward system, we must have faith and there must be a strong desire to please God. Let's logic. Alright? Then let's take it further. And be satisfactory. Be satisfactory. You know, many of us, sometimes, we, Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy grants before God. Because when we judge it by ourselves. Ah, now we kill Jesus. Yeah. Now we kill Jesus. He died for us. How far would you go with Christ? Then it goes by and said, whoever must come near, who, for whoever would come near to God must, must, must. What does must mean? Compulsorily. Compulsorily, you must believe. You must have a belief system that says God exists. 
and then he rewards. Yes, Pastor, what's this? Can, can we break it into two sections? Because I'm getting a little confused. Now, we need faith, we need to please God. But what I thought your question is when we earn the reward, how do we access the reward? So, that's, so I thought you were talking about how do we access reward because a lot of people get it wrong that because God, God didn't reward me. That's why I don't have anything. God may have rewarded you, but you, don't, you didn't possess your possession. So I, I think for the people in this room, I think these people here, uh, they're little more serious Christians, most and generally. So I don't think the issue is how to please God, whether we want to please God. It is the question that is in the heart of many people that if God really rewards people, why am I still here? How come I don't have this? How come after? Am I in order? Am I in order? I don't think anybody here is struggling with pleasing God. So the first module is this is how to please God so you earn reward. I think the real question is, those of us that have earned reward, how come the reward does not match how we serve God? Am I in order? Okay, I hear you, sir. Uh-huh. And I agree with you. Uh-huh. So, because the supposition... Okay, i give you an example. One time, when I went to Israel, I bought some things and I shipped them. That ark is one of them. And only the ark came. The other things didn't come. And then it occurred to me, I kept calling them in Israel, da, 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 COVID, this and that. I kept, it occurred to me that you haven't gone to the post office. Oh. I paid for door to door, but for some reason, they sent it to the post office. What if I got to the post office one year ago? My reward has been waiting there. That's the story of a lot of us. Where, for instance, what makes you not think that you're, you may not be in the place where your reward is being sent to. Honestly, sometimes you are supposed to go somewhere to collect your reward. But you're saying somewhere else, saying you didn't get the reward. So as we're sitting there, I'm thinking, I need to go to this post office and say, come, where are the parcels that came from um, Israel? I'm supposed to be expecting something because they may have sent it. So I really feel, Pastor Yomi, the conversation that will help a lot of us is how do I, Pastor Steve, Abi, you, you have not served God. Have you served God? Why are you, why are you whispering all of a sudden? Because the thing gets you where I say, if it is the way I have served God, something's supposed to not happen. Not so. Pastor Etefe, have you served God? Have you received all your reward? When you look at what God could have do you want to know how to possess your possession? That's why we're here, Pastor Yomi. <laughs> Pastor E, Pastor E, you want to say something? Please, I want us to contribute because look at it. Pastor has brought it. Maybe I wasn't putting it exactly. Why are we not or how access our reward? Very quickly, Pastor E, before you come, if you give me Daniel 10, 12, 13, and I hope that's not the scripture, just like you said, Daniel 10, then 10, 12 to 13. He says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, because from the very first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. 
And I have come because of your word. But, but, the shipment was done in Israel, but it did not arrive. But, you are supposed to have gotten married a long time ago, but, you have been looking for a job, but, you know, I say to people, there's somewhere that you will go tonight. I'm not saying tomorrow morning. I was saying it with Pastor Steve the other day. Do you know there's somewhere that you will go tonight? If you talk to somebody, you can get one million naira this evening. You know the only problem? You don't know who the person is. You know there's somebody you will talk to tonight. Am I right? There's somebody you will talk to tonight. And the person will just give you. My wife was sharing something with me. She said, some person was in so, so much need that she was in a shop, a shop attendant or shop owner. And because of the burden God gave, because of the burden she was carrying, ha, man, I need, maybe let me just say 50,000. I need 50,000. I need 50,000. And then somebody walked into the shop and said, I want to buy something. And because she was saying 50,000, she said, how much? She said, 50,000. <laughs> and the person paid. So she now came to herself and said, ah, Oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe it's what? 5,000. Guess what the person said? No. Don't worry. Keep the money. So that's what Pastor was, that's what Pastor is saying. He said, He prepares a meal for us before our enemies. Which means that it's not when you get there that they are microwaving the food, the food is already there. The reason why we are not accepting, we are not accessing it is that ah, the enemies are there. Let me not go and eat in front of my enemy. Meanwhile, that is where God has made the provision for you. But that's it. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, so while um, the conversation was going, Pastor did mention something. He said between giving and receiving there is a space yes a gap so the gap what we now do in between that gap really now matters as he was saying that uh, the picture of a uh, the image of the picture i saw online some time ago while somebody was digging they were digging for gold or diamond or whatever it was and this person was very close and then was close to a large number of diamonds then the person behind him just struck one diamond and left. He was very close, so he left where he was and then started digging the other side, where apparently that was the only diamond that was available. So what we do in between, like Pastor was also saying, you serve God, you've pleased God, but you look at yourself and you're wondering, you have this truckload of prayers that are not yet answered, rewards that have not come. So in... Galatians 6 verse 9, I'm sure the writer of Galatians also knew that we'll get to that point where we'll get tired of the whole thing. You get tired of coming to church, you compare yourself with those who are not even doing a quarter of what you are doing to please God, and then you will just wonder, is it really worth it? You read the scripture in Proverbs, you say, don't fret when the evil prospers, and for a, a, in due season, you will, you will see them anymore. But these days, they seem to be living even a hundred years. 
So you just keep wondering when will this come? So Galatians 6 verse 9 then says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap the reward if we faint not. So the reality is there's a possibility we'll faint in all this. But it says, let us not be weary in well-doing. And so when I see the word well-doing, in my mind it doesn't really even come like seven God. It can be the very good things we keep doing. And my mind goes back to Abraham. When the visitor came, he never knew he was an angel. He kept doing what he, he used to do, which, be, which is being hospitable. And he never knew he was being hospitable to an angel. And the Lord blessed him in due season. And Hebrews 10.35 also said, Let us not cast away our confidence, which have a great recompense of reward. Then that's not what even thrills me. The next verse now says, For you have need of patience. So he said, Don't throw away your confidence that have great need of reward, and just know that you will need patience as far as this journey is concerned. If we keep being patient, the reward will come. Praise the Lord. Pastor Etevia told us two things. One is patience. Patience, right? And two, we should not give up. In well-doing, we should not give up. I like the angle that is going. We should not give up. Patience. We have need for patience. So that we can run the race. This race is not 100 meters. It is a marathon. And many of us, we get dispirited of, you know, for, I can understand that, especially when we're judging ourselves, when we're judging ourselves by others. And look at that guy. And I used to teach him in school. Look at where he is. Look at that guy. And I used to, that lady, it was my clothes she used to borrow in school when she wants to go out. Look at where she is right now. Two things. Endurance. I think Pastor first started with opportunity. Have we looked at that word opportunity? How about opportunity? What role does opportunity play in reward? Does God have a role to play in opportunity? I'm sorry, in, uh, does opportunity, I beg your pardon, have a role to play in reward? How big is that uh, role, sir? God is more the God of opportunities than ready-made blessings. Read the Bible from beginning to end. When he wants to bless people, he gives you an opportunity. If you foul up the opportunity, you can't blame God. The opportunity, see, when he says, do not be weary in well-doing, that if you have the need of patience so that you reap the reward. I am telling you, it has happened to me over and over again. There's a very sensitive uh, need that we had at one time. And the sensitive need was for a child. <laughs> and you know, most people that are looking for a child, you're focusing on your own child. But God was focusing on another child. And I met the child in Ibadan. And I said, let me take this child home. And until we took the child home, nothing happened. But as soon as we took the child home, our own child arrived the same year. 
January and February back to back. So sometimes your reward is connected to some other person or some other instruction. So that person that you see as a burden is an opportunity for you to enter your reward. I leave it at that. Are we making some progress? Let's try Ecclesiastes. Okay, yes, Pastor Steve. Okay, and um, Sister. Yes, please. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to take off from one of the lines Pastor used while try to put this subject in perspective while Pastor Yemi started off. And the choice of word was the word system. System. System is a very powerful word. System is supposed to eliminate guesswork. System is supposed to eliminate stress. System is supposed to put you in order. Now follow this due process. This, this is the outcome. As a matter of fact, system gives you a predictable outcome. Now, one of my attention or something that drew me to God was the fact that God is a God of order and system. The system of others says, once there is seed in the soil, Automatically, there will be harvest. So you are not entitled to expect harvest if you don't have a seed. There's a system for so many things. The sun, the moon. Now, reward. There is a system for reward. And it says, if you do this, if you do this, this is a reward. Everybody who works and hands like it. It is, it will be slight admiration for, at the end of the month, for the boss to come and tell you, um, you see, we can't pay. Now, that happens though, but it's, 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 it's abnormal. Because if I work from day one to day 30, you should pay me because that is the agreed and contract, and that is the system. So my concern this evening is the fact that I should ordinarily not struggle to get reward if I followed due process. I should not. I should not. But the key concern is with the system in place, yet I'm not getting a reward. That means something is fundamentally wrong. And Pastor answered the first, gave the first answer. And that is the recognition of an adversary. He said it very clearly. The reward is in place, but an adversary can take it. So you must be adversary conscious, knowing that the reward has been given, but an adversary has some sort of power to influence you receiving it. So in this meeting, I should understand that God could have released this reward, but there is an adversary somewhere preventing it from reaching me. So, I'm going to walk with that. And that's in John 10 10. So the enemy comes to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. All of those things he's dealing with, they are already in the reward format. So, he's taking them away. Then, the second thing you would observe that can prevent access to reward is the one he said in Matthew 13, I believe from verse 24. He said, When men slept, it prevented them receiving the reward. So, your insensitivity can deprive you. Of reward also. Now, number three is instruction is critical to accessing reward. Divine instruction. Two generations had the same predicament. He said to one, Leave this land, go to somewhere else. He told the other child, that is Isaac, You stay in that land. In that land, you will get your reward. So, instruction is critical. Knowledge of adversary is, is critical, and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is critical to us accessing our reward. Now, if you are not found wanting in any of these three, then, then what Pastor Tefia said 
can be the only reason. Patience and endurance is not complete. Ephesians 3 says when your obedience is complete, then you can do this. So there must be a point where you should have finished the job and get the reward. But if you have not finished the job, the pain will not come. And I think that's where patience and endurance comes in. But when I'm done and I'm still not getting it, then look at those three handles. You might just find some sort of solution. Fantastic contribution. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, if you are familiar with the story of the children of Israel, um, God had rescued them from Egypt and was taking them to the promised land, and he had promised them the promised land. It was theirs, like he had given to them. However, you would, have, you would have thought that because God promised them the promised land, and he gave them the promised land, that they would just walk right into it and to be But, I mean, the children of Israel still had to go there. They still had to fight and fight and fight to get to actually obtain the promised land. And so when we talk about reward, sometimes we think that, yes, there are times that reward will come easily. But there are times where you have to make an effort to still get the reward. Because even though God has given it to you, you still have to insist that it is yours. You still have to. So what happens when, like, someone was giving that example of, um, of your paycheck. You can, be, you can be giving the paycheck and you just refuse, you just don't go to cash it. You don't take you don't take the effort to actually go to the bank to and cash your paycheck, and so you don't get the reward even though it has been given to you. And so um, I remember, like two weeks back, I remember I was praying one morning, and um, I can't remember what particular scripture I was reading. And Jesus um, was interpreting to me that for every man, there is a day of appointment, is a day of is a day your opportunity will come. There is a day of announcement. I think that was the word, and. I really made me pray that um, on the day of my announcement, may I not be found missing. May, may that not be the day that the enemy would make me agitated and I will miss my reward. May that, like was saying, may that not be the day I will come to the office angry and then my opportunity comes and then I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in the mood to receive it or something just happens. And so when it comes to the place of reward, um, we have to know that sometimes it will not come easy. Sometimes you have to go into but to actually still receive the reward. You have to be willing to do all of that. Yes, Let me ask, um, thank you, lady. Um, multimedia, can you give us 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9? 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9, the AMPC. You, you're going to see how this thing works. That illusion that um, God has rewarded me, it will just land in my pocket. Sometimes it will happen, but many times you have to go and get it. It says, for a wide door of opportunity. In this case, for effective service, in our own case, or reward, has opened to me, there are a, a there, oh, open to me there, a great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. God is one that opened the door of opportunity, and yet there are many adversaries. Okay, just before I come to you, how about ignorance, sir? Does ignorance rob you of your reward? Can I tell you a story? This life, and you know this, my cousin, his grandmother died. His grandmother died. Yeah, fairly well to do and all of that. And then 
they now look, they were looking, you know, the money in the bank and so on and so on. She had some properties and all of that. But her room was there, just there, you know, how sometimes you leave things for that. So after a while, they decided that they were going to clear out the room. And they, behold, they lifted the mother's mattress and they found some pieces of paper that rats and rodents had eaten. And they were going to throw it away. Luckily, my cousin, who is a stockbroker, happened to be there. And he said, ah, is this not shares of, is this not shares of, do you know that the money they got from the shares was almost 10 times of the amount she had in the bank? And they were going to throw it away. They were going to throw it away. He just happened to be there. The, some had eaten, had been eating halfway. Some had been, what's this paper I beg? Actually, Mama was buying shares and keeping the share certificates under her bed. So ignorance can rob off of our reward. Was the reward sitting there? Can I tell you something? And believe you me, there are many of us, maybe our fathers, our grandfathers, we just haven't discovered those shares. And some people who are in the stock exchange, you're a finance man. What is the amount of money of shares that are unclaimed? You know, the Nigerian government now wants to borrow that money. You know that you're in banking. Right. There's a fight because the Nigerian government wants to borrow the money to develop infrastructure. The reward is sitting there. If you knew that your grandfather had those shares, will you not go and fight for it? Beware of ignorance. Yeah, Pastor. Praise God. Um, uh, in um, talking about ignorance, I want us to look at it from this angle. To earn a reward, you have to be in a particular uh, will I say company or workforce or whatever to expect reward. I want to bring our heart to the fact that for every single one, everybody in this room, there is an assignment. God has destined us to do one thing or the other. Now it's on the basis of our assignment that will be rewarded. Because the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11, it said, To some he gave, to some he made apostles, to some evangelists, to some pastors, to some prophets, and to some teachers. So we have an assignment to fulfill. If, for instance, I'm supposed to be a pastor and I'm in the ushering department, I can be there like 30 years, 40 years, at the end of the day, I will not get the reward that is due me if I'm functioning as a pastor. So in that case, we have to go back and pray to God and ask God, what is that assignment that, is, that, that I'm destined to fulfill? If you are in another field entirely from where God called you and you are working and you are praying and fasting and you are here and there and you, everybody is seeing that you are working. 
and that is not your assignment. God didn't call you to that ministry, but you are faithful, you are working there. Trust me, there is no reward. Let me go to this end now. We are waking up when time is almost done. I'll take a few, one or two more, and then we'd have to close. How do we access our reward? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I will still um, go with what uh, Pastor Steve. I just want to say something about what Pastor Steve said. The part of following instructions. The Bible says in the book of uh, Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter, uh, Luke chapter 5 from verse 1. Um, Matthew, um, okay, Peter. God, after Peter had toiled all night, to catch a fish, to catch, to go fishing and other things. And uh, Jesus Christ came, borrowed the boat, we know the story. And Jesus told him, he said, cast your nets into the deep. And Peter said, I have toiled all night, but I caught nothing. But at thy word, at thy word. Then Peter went for that. Peter also did something. The Bible said he took the net one. Jesus said nets. He took nets. So sometimes you might have a reward, but you might not have the full reward because you didn't follow the full instruction. If Peter had brought nets, they would have caught so much. And I asked myself, I said, Peter had an instruction from Jesus and he got a reward. So how do we continue to get such rewards? Then we need to stay in the place where we need to get instructions. How do we continue to get instructions? Where do we get instructions from? Then I just started getting, okay, the place of the word, the place of prayers, church. And, but today, the question is, what is Jesus saying? What is the word saying? We dwell much on what the world is saying, even as Christians. And because of that, we leave the word aside. And meanwhile, the reward is from the word, not from the world. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've learned so much. Thank you very much. You're awesome. It's such a wide topic. Now, many of us, perhaps, coming here, we came here, and some of us have been blaming God for our reward not being complete. And we can continue on. I have so many of those examples as to how we can access our reward or how people accessed their reward. Do we talk about Ruth? Do we talk about Esther? Do we talk about Abraham, our father Abraham? Something that was consistent with all of them was this instruction. Decision, knowing what to do. Ecclesiastes 11. Give me Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 verse 1 and i would like that in because of time um, 
give me a verse. We'll close with that. Okay. It says here, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. It says, cast your bread on, give me 11, give me Amplified, Amplified A and P. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give me, not the classic, just Amplified, no, not classic version. Because there are some words that are there, just the AMP. Not classic, AMP, just ordinary AMP. It says here, cast your bread on the surface of the waters. Be diligently active. Make thoughtful decisions. Not just cast your bread. Because many of us read that scripture, cast your bread upon many waters, uh, cast your bread upon the waters after many days. But this AMP says to us that it's not just by casting your bread on the surface of the waters. He says you must cast it diligently. You must cast it actively. You must cast it after making thoughtful decisions. The fact that many of us have been changed in our reward is because of the decision, the wrong decisions. I don't want to use the word thoughtless decisions, but funny decisions that we have made. And then we turn around and blame God. I leave you with this scripture tonight. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1. Cast your bread on the surface of the water. No matter how violent, no matter how wavy, what, what, water usually is not static. It's moving, it's waves, have you? And he says that, but if you are diligent, if you do it diligently, you are doing diligently, actively, you make thoughtful decisions. You will find it after many days. My prayer, may none of us miss our rewards in the name of Jesus. That no matter how difficult it is, by reasons of the things we have spoken about tonight, by fighting for our reward, by taking away ignorance and bringing on knowledge, by carrying out and remaining in the place of our assignment, by being obedient, full obedience, by following instructions, may none of us miss our reward in the name of Jesus. I pray tonight that everyone here under the sound of my voice your reward will come quickly in the name of Jesus. Perhaps it had been delayed, but by your coming here tonight, by the mercy and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, you will receive it in the name of Jesus. It says hope deferred makes the heart weak. Some of us have been waiting for a very long time. The Lord will have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that because of the elect, he will shorten the date. You will make your place in the mighty name of Jesus. You think that what you believe and you are wishing from, from God, that you have been praying as a reward of your diligence, the Lord will grant you in the name of Jesus. You will make thoughtful decisions. I will make thoughtful decisions. I will work diligently. And it will be well with each and every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying.
Amen. Hallelujah.